0: 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. All right,
1: good evening, and welcome aboard to another weekend edition. It is Sports Byline Broadcast, Sports Overnight America Across the country on iHeartRadio, we're also heard worldwide on the American Forces Radio Network. We're presented in part by Destination Grill. we got our football launch party coming up on Thursday, August 18th. That'll be from 5 to 9 in Grimes, Iowa, right in the heart of Big Ten, Big 12 country. That is Destination Grill with an E.com. Uh, Daniel Ogden along the way as well. We'll have Dan's download. He is uh, working his Friday shift, his weekend shift as well. Takes good care of it. If you're listening to us on Saturday night, it's all part of our our college and pro football show, it'll be football, the fifth quarter takeover. That's coming up in, well, we're coming up every Saturday right now for two hours, but uh, we are at 7 to 9 Eastern, 6 to 8 Central, and uh, 4 to 6 Pacific. That will change, however, I understand, you know, in August. We'll keep you posted because we got college football, pro football right around the corner. Folks, you know, Hard Knocks and the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Coach Sally, they don't like it, but guess what? Uh, HBO is coming, and the start of the season's coming. It'll be the Jets in Cleveland, uh, the first uh, weekend in August at the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, and then literally, literally, you got five weeks after that. So if you don't, if you don't think football is coming, it's coming like a steaming locomotive down the main track. Here it comes. All right, Wimbledon on the weekend, Sunday morning, nine Eastern, eight Central, and six Pacific. It'll be breakfast at Wimbledon. Novak Djokovic. And listen, he's the he's the best player in the world right now, but Carlos Alcarez is this Spaniard has got a big time shot, in my opinion. This is gonna be a five set. This is gonna be potentially a five-set masterpiece, a total grind. It'll be survival of the fittest and survival of the best. One seed Alcaraz, two seed. Uh, Djokovic and the Serbian is now in rarefied air. He's closing in within, uh, Martina Navratilova's all-time nine Wimbledon titles. So, uh, he's in Rod Labor territory. If he wins, uh, if he wins on Sunday morning, it'll be Sunday afternoon and almost evening in London. If he wins, he's on pace for the Grand Slam. It hasn't been done since what? Rod Labor in 62. So we look forward to that. Lots to get to Matt Campbell. Iowa State head coach, they're awaiting word on suspensions for gambling. So is Iowa, so are some other colleges. His name surfaced today as a possible successor to Pat Fitzgerald in Evanston, Illinois. Suburban Chicago with Northwestern. I think it might be a stretch. We'll discuss it. Charlie Gibbons coming up. We go inside the Big 12 on a weekend edition. Sports Byline coming back.
0: internet for your home for 50 bucks a month that's less than two bucks a day plus no contracts no upfront costs no equipment fees and our 15-day guarantee call now 800-617-5145 800 5145 800 5145
2: that's 800-617-5145 has someone in your family lost a job recently
1: All right, talking the world of sports here on a weekend edition. Marty Trail here across the country and around the world on Sports Byline Broadcast, iHeartRadio. Just uh, click up the app and uh, bring up Sports Byline or Sports Overnight America. Either one works and away we go. Around the globe, all our servicemen and women on bases both here in the mainland, the United States, offshore, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. All right, lots to get to. Uh, list. We'll do a lot on Wimbledon. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, that is locked and loaded on Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. And we're we're talking – I'm going to predict right now it's going four-plus hours. It could go five hours. That's how – this is going to be an absolute rock fight between these two. And there will be some gamesmanship. There's going to be – Uh, some hollering, uh, not hollering, but there'll be some pointed remarks at the uh, at each other, probably some uh, gestures. It's a rivalry and they've only played twice and they've split. So this one's huge lot riding Uh, the pressure. You know, everyone that I've been listening to today, tennis analysts that I respect say the pressures on 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 the the young Spaniard Alcaraz. I don't know if I see it that way. I don't. I mean, you kidding me? I mean, I listen, Novak Djokovic has punched his ticket. He's etched his name as an all-time great, if not the greatest of all time. And he's look, staring down the barrel. Look, he took care of the Australian Open. He took care of Roland Garros, the French Open. If he wins Wimbledon, he's going to be odds-on in New York. Obviously, he didn't play last year because of all the COVID stuff. So uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch. All right, let's get to Charlie, though. Uh, you know, it's been a week where we saw a dismissal at Northwestern. Um, and and now the attention is going to turn to who's ultimately going to be the next, you know, quote-unquote permanent coach at Northwestern. Let's get Charlie in here. We're going to talk some Big 12, but let's get Northwestern. Charlie, how are you, pal? What's going on? Hey, doing good, Barty. How's it going for you? Doing good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, You know, it's been a week where we saw Pat Fitzgerald out like it or lump it. He's gone. Legal battle coming Interesting names, though, starting to surface. You know, I'll buy into Mike Elko, the Duke coach. I'll listen to Chris Creighton from Eastern Michigan, who, by the way, was at Drake uh, here in Iowa. Uh, Willie uh, Fritz, the coach at Tulane, makes some sense. Mike Kafka, offensive coordinator, New York Giants, would love a head coaching job. You can say what you want. It's Big Ten. But when I read Matt Campbell, Iowa State, Uh, It gets my attention. What's your initial reaction to Matt Campbell possibly being approached by Northwestern after this season, of course, go ahead.
4: I could see Northwestern's interest in Matt. Um, I don't think he would go for Northwestern. Um, I, I think he's, He's doing good at Iowa State. I think he has something to prove to himself and to his AD and the fans at Iowa State there. So my gut reaction, my initial knee-jerk reaction is he stays in Iowa State and gets them back on track. So I think he's staying at Iowa State.
1: Well, there's two things we have to consider. One, we don't know what kind of season Iowa State's going to have. And we're gonna we're gonna discuss that in a moment. Part of our Big 12 talk today. So we don't know what kind of year he has. If he has another one and eight, and not only will Northwestern want him, no one will want him. And I he'll start to feel the heat at Iowa State. That's probably not going to happen. But you know what, Charlie? It's a Big Ten job in a conference that could add Notre Dame, could add other schools like Oregon and Washington, could add. Uh, to a TV package. he's a Midwestern guy from Ohio. Northwestern's a natural stepping stone to Notre Dame. The legendary era Parsegian did that. I don't know, Charlie, this one makes me nervous. Uh, you know, it does. If I'm an Iowa State fan, I'm nervous. Uh, now, do I think he's odds on? It really depends on what happens in Ames, Iowa. I agree. if he turns if he turns the cyclones around, not only is there going to be bigger schools in Northwestern knock, knocking on his door, Iowa State becomes appealing again, so we'll see. All right, let's start with that. Let's start with Campbell, Big 12 talk. What kind of year are they going to have, Charlie? And obviously they got some key suspensions that could be handed out here very, very quickly. Go ahead. Give me a quick hit on the Cyclones. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they're due for a, a bounce
4: back this year, Marty. They lost a lot of close games, and I think that he's addressed the, the concerns that both he and the fans had with their – uh, offensive coordinator, their strength and conditioning coach. So uh, he sounded pretty optimistic in in some of the clips that I heard him uh, at the Big Twelve media day. So uh, about where where they're at as a team. So I, I look for him to have a good season. But I'll be honest, the Big Twelve is it's always hard to read the Big Twelve because it is it's just so. Competitive. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's. They just kind of. Everybody's kind of on the same same plane. There's a lot of good coaches in the Big Twelve, so there's a lot of parity. And I think that. uh, So it for me, it's just it's always hard to tell what kind of a season everybody's going to end up with.
5: Yeah,
4: I think I would. I, I do. I, I think Iowa State's very capable of of, of going ten and two. You know, yeah. maybe even and eleven he, and one. But ten and two, nine and three, and they could still be playing for the Big Twelve Championship with how competitive yeah. that league is.
1: It's it's I I agree. We're talking to Charlie Gibbons, he'll be part of football. Uh, the fifth quarter takeover, and that's coming up this fall. And obviously, we have our uh, pre-season uh, shows on Saturday night from seven to nine, East six to eight Central, here on Sports Byline, iHeart, and American Forces Radio Network. Yeah, I'm not going to say eleven and one. That's crazy. Look, but they're picked in the bottom tier of the Big Twelve. No surprise. But you know what? Those predictions don't get me too wound up because they're based primarily on last year we got to see what kind of suspensions are hand down we got to see what kind of length is involved there i'm hearing they're going to be a lot less than people realize and the other thing is if they take care of the football they've got key games at home their last stretch BYU, texas at home kansas state that's going to be where the rubber's going to meet the road with this team but early season games with oklahoma state oklahoma back to back a lot to be uh, considered all right let's look around the big 12 in your spirit of parity Who's likely to really jump up? I mean, we're hearing Texas Tech. Uh, I know Joey McGuire's got that team fired up. You know, Texas and Oklahoma both playing lame duck. We know what uh, what, what K State's all about. Baylor looks like they're going to be formidable. I'll agree with you. There's a lot, a lot of quality in this conference. Who, who who's your gut tell you is going to emerge out of this pack? It, it's tough. It, it is, and and I. I don't want to
4: sound like I'm riding the fence here, but it, it's tough because I, I I can see, obviously, I think Texas has, the on paper, they got the best team. I don't think anybody's going to argue Texas has the best team on paper, but we know it's not played on paper. So, Kansas, I, I like Kansas State. I like Kleinman. I think he's a great fit there. I think he's going to be tough, disciplined, hard-nosed football players there, and you know, somebody like TCU, I, I don't know, I mean, they, I know they have some talent, I mean, I think Sonny Dykes is a pretty good coach, but I, I just don't, I don't think TCU is, has got another last year in them, they're they're, they're not going to pull that off again, but I really do I like... Use- uh, I, I like Baylor too. I like Dave Aranda. I think I think he's a I I think he's a great coach and it sounds like their quarterback shaping has, has progressed nicely since last season. So it's boy, it's tough. I but I will say I don't think it's Oklahoma. I don't think Oklahoma's gonna be in the mix. I think I think Oklahoma's gonna be competitive. I think they're gonna be up there, but I don't think they're gonna be the team to be. I don't think Oklahoma State is gonna be the team to be. Uh but once again I think Gundy will have his boys ready and, and they'll have a, a good season too. a a nine and three, eight and four type year. And when I look at the Big Twelve, that's that's what I see. I, I can just depending on how literally how the ball bounces Everybody could be nine and three, or everybody could be six and six. But somebody's gotta win
1: it. So it's gonna be great. I'll say this. We only got thirty seconds left. The month of November in the Big Twelve is going to be just write this down, folks. It is going to be awesome. If you look at the November schedules on these teams, it is absolutely gonna be crazy. And I agree. Iowa State, if everything lines up, could be a big factor here. Good job, Charlie. We will talk to you next week, Monday. We'll recap the weekend. Look forward to it. We're still waiting on you know. There's musical chairs going on in college football, folks. There is now. You got coaching weird because you got coach openings. uh, Northwestern, obviously, they're going to go with David Braun. Uh, the defense coordinator came over from North Dakota. He's going to get a long, hard look at the you know at the job if he does a good job there, but Northwestern's going to really, really struggle this year. They're going to bring up the rear without a doubt, the big 10. All right, we'll come back. Dan's download. Dan is going to join us. We look forward to it later on. Don Antonasio. we got a lot to get to here at Sports Byline. It's the weekend edition presented by Destination Grill. We're coming right back.
2: Free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now.
0: 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline.
1: Bonnie, Charlie here on the Sports Byline Broadcast. My good buddy Dan. Does a great job on the program. I turn on the radio. Here, here it is, folks. Monday night. Okay, Monday night. I'm, uh, I'm not sleeping well. I'm up. Got things on my mind. I got the tapping the keyboard. Uh, you know, I'll go see what's going on on. You know, be honest. Go ahead, check the other network. CBS. Well, not nothing there. I'm not listening to it. Let me check out this one. Nothing going on. All Star game on Tuesday. Home run derby. I'm, you know what am I? What am I going to listen to? Oh. Look at this! Look, who, look who's on the radio, Dan, my man. Dan, what were you doing Monday night? This was awesome. Two o'clock in the morning, your melodious tones across the country and around the world. Uh,
7: How are Monday you? nights, uh, Jeff usually <laughs> invites me to come on. I guess uh, during the part of the the season where it's pretty much just baseball, although he does he does like having me on during football season too.
1: Uh, I, I was I was taken aback. I, I, it sounded like you were hosting the show for crying out loud. It was great, and I like them, Jeff and Jen, right? Husband and wife team out of Phoenix, correct? Yep, that is correct. Uh, there you were, uh, and you know, and what you know, what I like the fact that uh, you know, I mean, All Star break. It's the slow time of year. You guys created some pretty good pop culture content. I thought that was excellent. So good job out of you. All right. Uh, second half of the baseball season. Let's go through it. I've done it with Dom, so let's get Dan in here. How do you see the National League West? I think the uh, starting tonight in Pittsburgh and this weekend in Pittsburgh. I like San Diego to find at least fourth gear, maybe fifth. Gear the League West. How do you see the West in the National League? Let's go.
7: I'm going to go ahead and say I think the Dodgers win and I think the Padres finish second. Uh, I think the Diamondbacks will fade. I also think the Giants will still fade. I'm still not a believer in the Giants. I mean, at least they've been watchable. My, My biggest issue with them, I'll say, is I kind of started to turn my thinking on them when they brought up Schmidt and then they brought up Matos and they, they were kind of in Bailey, and they're letting them play every day. And then as soon as they started to show any signs of struggle, they're back to this crap where they platoon them based off lefty-righty. And, you know, Slater's hitting like 330, but he doesn't play every day. He only plays against lefties. I, I just find it hard to believe that you can keep a, uh, maintain a rhythm uh, when you're doing platoon crap every day.
1: All right, National League Central, Cincinnati, Milwaukee. Uh, Ironically, they start the second half of the season. Uh, They finished up going into the All-Star break with a a critical series. Well, critical. A big series up in Milwaukee. Now they flip. They're at Great American Ballpark. Here we go. Cincinnati, real or uh, contender or pretender? What about the Reds? How do you see the National League Central? Real quick.
7: Reds, I'll say – I think there'll be a contender next year. I think this year they're still a pretender, just a little too young. Do love De La Rosa. Do love watching Jonathan India hit. Uh, I think the Brewers, uh, when they get Woodruff back and um, pair him, you know, with Burns, I I think that they're going to be fine. And Yelich is actually having a pretty good year this year.
1: It's going to be interesting. It really is. Um, How about De La Cruz? I mean, is this guy not right now? the most exciting thing in baseball. I think he is, to be honest with you. This rookie is phenomenal. What do you think?
7: He's just so fun to watch. I mean, he's he went from first to home in two pitches. Uh, and then uh, I I can't say there was a much better moment than when the Nationals asked his bat to be checked. The bat passed, and then his next to bat, he hit a home run and then asked him if they wanted to check the bat
1: again. Did you see him turning the umpire? You know, I figured he was going to get ejected for doing that. To be honest with you, he showed up the ump. I mean, he really did.
7: I mean, I, but I, it was great. I loved was, it.
1: It was great, but I thought he showed up the ump. And I'm waiting for I'm waiting for him to cross home plate and they say, "Keep running, because you're out of here." But they didn't, which is great. I think he's great for baseball. I really do. What is he? Six foot seven, playing shortstop. I mean, how weird is that? Yeah, and there's
7: think a ton that, of young talent throughout baseball, which has been kind of fun to watch. I mean. Corbin Carroll, I, I think if Acuna wasn't in the league, Corbin Carroll would be being talked about as possible MVP candidate. He's got like 17 homers and 25 steals.
1: I agree with you, one thousand percent. All right, the National League East. You know, you can't even talk uh, about the Braves because they're they're going to win this, and they they may win this division by 16, 17 games. I mean, it's not going to be like when. We saw the the uh, American League Central decided by 30 games in the heydays, the halcyon days of the Cleveland Indians back in the mid mid to late 90s. I get that. But here's where I want to go with you. Braves are going to run away and hide. The New York Mets have been a disaster. This is an unmitigated disaster. What are the Mets going to do?
7: It's a great question. I, they've been awful. I mean, Scherzer hasn't pitched well really ever since that whole fiasco where he got kicked out of the game for the sticky yep. substance and to be quite honest i think yeah, i mean the phillies have kind of picked it up a little bit but i i think the second best team in that division might be the marlins and they have a a ton of young talent they're fun to watch and um i i think they're going to end up finishing second i i could see the phillies getting in the playoffs too though but the mets yeah i don't know they they might have to sell at the trade deadline here i don't i don't really know that's a it's a high salary
1: You're right. We're going to find out in the next two weeks. How about, uh, you know, spin ahead to October in the playoffs? I mean, is this going to be, are we going to, are we on an Atlanta Dodger collision course? Um, Is there a sneaky, good team out there? I mean, you know who's sneaky is the Diamondbacks. And they're easy to overlook, but I think they're potentially dangerous. And I'm not saying 2001 when they beat the Yankees with Schilling and company and Luis Gonzalez, but I'm thinking if you're not careful, and you don't respect the Diamondbacks; they can bite you in a series with that pitching staff. I think they're dangerous. I know you got them fading a little bit, and you got the Padres leapfrogging over them in the West. But how do you see the National League? Is it a foregone conclusion that it'll be Brave Dodgers? What do you think?
7: I don't know if it's a foregone conclusion. Um, I, I, I also wouldn't count out the Brewers in a in a especially in a short series with uh Burns and Woodruff cuz I mean that's a pretty one, pretty good one too. But the Diamondbacks I I I mean if they get in and they hang around the whole season, they do have a lot of talent up and down their their lineup and it almost seems like they have a bunch of the same players, you know, like little lefties that steal 25 bases and hit between 280 and 300. And so I could see them being a problem or a thorn in somebody's side but I just think the Braves are the, are the best team, and I, and I don't think that the Dodgers will be able to hang with them in a series because their bullpen has been awful this year.
1: Yeah, uh, we only got a few minutes left. Uh, the, the National League could change, though. What if the Angels deal Otani you know, across the way to the Dodgers? I mean, Otani, would he shift the power balance in the National League if he were to be acquired by the Dodgers? And it's possible. I mean, the Angels are starting to listen, and they're not going to resign him, it doesn't look like. So what if Otani ends up with the Dodgers? Does that change the landscape, in your opinion, or no?
7: I think it would definitely change the landscape. I, I, I think they they really need pitching, whether it's Otani or somebody else. They need a starter, and they need a couple arms in the bullpen. Um, as a Giants fan, though, I would... I, w- I don't know that I would cry, but I would be very very upset if he ended up uh, as a Dodger. Anybody but the Dodgers, I'm fine with.
1: Yeah, but just you get to see him a lot. You get to go to more games out at Oracle. I mean, you get to go to more games. So if Otani's in town with the Dodgers, you know you're going. You got you're going to peel off a few hundred dollar bills to go, but you'd be going to see some baseball. Because let's admit it, if he's with the Dodgers, the Dodgers Giants at a, you know in San Francisco, that becomes a huge ticket, my friend. Huge. Oh, for sure,
7: but I'd still would love him to just not go. Why do? How about he just comes to the Giants instead?
1: Uh, it'd be great. Uh, he'd be huge in that city, no doubt. All right, let's do the American League real quick. I mean, there's not a lot to say here. I don't think Tampa can be considered like Atlanta. Uh, the American League Central has got awful. The West is, you know, interesting because you got two Texas teams there. We'll see about Altuve. He's got some injuries. I don't know, you know, the, the American League looks bland to me. It does. I can't get too jacked up about Tampa. You know, Baltimore is interesting. I, I would love to see Baltimore get in. I would love to see the Orioles in the World Series. Brandon Hyde has done a phenomenal job with that team. How do you see the American League, real quick?
7: I love the Orioles. They're so fun to watch. I like Adley Rutschman a lot. Uh, but definitely would love to see the Orioles get in and. I it, it's a little tough with Degrom being down, but I I just have a, a hard time believing that Bochi will let the Rangers crumble. Um, so I, I think they're going to be there all year, and I think that they have a legit chance to win the American League. Especially like you said, it really does seem like it's a kind of a middling league it almost does. comparatively. It does. You know, the, the Braves weird. are just so far ahead of everybody in both leagues
1: but it's so true the american league looks very 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 skittish compared to the national league it's going to be uh, phenomenal to watch uh daniel ogden he daniel's download presented by vanguard utility partners and our good friend randy Byrne. i always like to give him a shout out it's been so instrumental to us and he also sits on the board of iowa one call uh former player at Iowa State and a dear friend of the program, Randy Byrne, Vanguard Utility Partners, seven-state footprint. He has helped us. We don't, we don't have the show right now. Back in December when we were launching and relaunching, there he was uh, helping us out. So I want to give him a shout-out. All right, good job out of Daniel and the whole crew. Don't forget our football launch party is coming up on Thursday night, August the 18th. We'll be at Destination Grill in Grimes, Iowa, right smack dab in the middle of Big Ten and Big 12 country. We're working on a keynote speaker that night. It'll be a brief one. Uh, If we can uh, formulate it and get it all together and when we do and until we do, uh, we'll uh, we'll just keep uh, teasing it and we'll try to announce it when we can get it wrapped up. So we look forward to it. Great job out of Daniel. We're coming back. Don Antanasio will join us. Uh, Lots to get to still here on Sports Byline broadcast. It's the weekend edition coming right back.
6: Lock in your Prime Day deals this year with Amazon Layaway. On July 11th and 12th, visit amazon.com slash layaway to reserve amazing Amazon deals with only 20% down and pay the rest over time without credit check or hidden fees. From laptops, headphones, and video games to patio furniture, kitchen appliances, and home decor, shop from thousands of selected deals and pay in five equal installments over eight weeks. Simply add an item to the cart and click the Reserve with Layaway checkbox on cart or checkout. Once payments are complete, your items will ship with the speed and convenience that Amazon customers know and love. Pay off sooner for quicker delivery. Don't miss your chance to lock in the price of your deals on Prime Day with Amazon Layaway and save big during Amazon's biggest deals event of the year. Amazon Layaway may not be available to all customers and on all products. Terms and conditions apply. Visit Amazon.com Layaway and Amazon.com Access to learn more. Right now at Wendy's, when you buy either a Dave's Single, Spicy Chicken Sandwich, Medium Frosty, or 10-piece Nuggets,
0: you can get another for just a buck. Your dollar never tasted so good. So it's obvious what everyone will get, right? Mm, definitely not and, and a Frosty. Spicy Chicken Sandwich, Dave's Single, and a Frosty. for me and a Frosty. Okay, who said Frosty and a Frosty? Pick your obvious choice. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Buy one, get one for a buck. Limited time only. Price participation
3: may vary. The U.S. Wendy's valid for item of equal or lesser value cannot be combined in a combo or any other offer.
2: This radio commercial was made to convince you to stop speeding. We can't use siren sound effects on the radio, so we'll use other equally jarring sound effects to get your attention. Like telling you that whether you drive a little over the speed limit or a lot, you can crash just the same. You could hurt yourself or worse, others.
5: I'm at the scene of the collision.
2: And the damage you cause will be beyond repair. See? We didn't have to use crash or siren sounds after all. Speeding catches up with you. Brought to you by NHTSA.
1: you there
6: Dan?
1: And we're
7: having a little technical difficulties here as I am trying to get Marty back. Um, I'm Dan Ogden, stepping in here for, uh, all right, we're, Marty, you there? You're on.
1: Let's see if he can hear me.
7: Okay, well, Marty, you there? I'm here. I am here. All righty. You're back on. Do you hear me?
1: Do you hear me? Please tell me if you hear me or not. Oh, my God. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, let's go. Okay. We tried to get Don Antanasio. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So away we go. We get to it. You know, Dan, when we were talking, and we just flat out ran out of time, I got to get you to weigh in. I know you like tennis. I am looking forward to this on Sunday morning, 9 East, 8 Central. It'll be 6 o'clock in the morning. So you got to behave on Saturday night, and away you go. How do you see this one? Is it Djokovic, or do you think Alcaraz, the young uh, Spaniard, could get the job done? What do you think?
7: Well, I, I really hope Djokovic wins. I just, I love watching him play. Um, but I, I would have to say I've watched almost all of his matches and I've watched probably two or three of Alcaraz's matches in this tournament. And I, I think Alcaraz might have a chance to beat him. I, I don't feel like Djokovic is playing at a level that he normally plays at. He, he's been kind of pushed the last couple of matches and. That I forget the name, but that tall Polish guy that had an incredible serve—like he was really lucky to
1: get out of that match. Uh, And there's no doubt about it. Here's what I like, though. Uh, First of all, we're going five sets. We're gonna have tiebreaker after tiebreaker. Get used to this, Deuce, because you're gonna see. uh, uh, To me, I just think it's a thin line. It's a thin line, and uh, Djokovic is is he is so tenacious. Listen, he was in trouble on. He was on. He was in trouble on Friday. I mean, he was up two, but you know, he looked like. And then, four four straight points. Like it's nobody's business when when you think you got him, he comes back almost every single time, and and he just he is a man for the occasion. And in majors, he's just flat out tenacious, and you cannot you cannot get caught Uh, you know, not even remotely napping with Djokovic or he's going to make you pay. Now with Alcarez, what I think is interesting about him is the youth, uh, the power. I think he's got a good shot to upset him. I really do. And the idea, here's what I'm hearing. I want to get your opinion on this. Who's the pressure on here? I mean, I'm hearing the pressures on the young Spaniard. I'm thinking, what do you mean? What are you talking about? They've played twice. They've split. Granted it's Wimbledon, but the pressure in my view is on uh, Djokovic. I don't see how you could say it was Alcaraz, but I've heard uh, several analysts say it's on the young kid. What do you think? Yeah, I have no
7: idea how the pressure would be on the young kid. Uh Djokovic is going for you know, all-time record in majors and he's 36, so he you know and he keeps himself in peak peak physical condition. So I don't think he's retiring anytime soon, but you know, he's getting up there and Wimbledon is his stage. I mean, that grass court, I, I want to say I saw a stat the other day on center court. He hasn't lost on center court since like 2013 or something like that. So mm-hmm. I, I think the pressure's definitely on him. Not that I think that that affects him in any way, shape, or
1: form, though. I mean, he's just stone cold killer. So who's your pick? Give me your pick. And tell me how – give me the ebb and flow. How do you see it going? I mean, I think it's going to be – Definitely Uh, five five. sets Um, I'm
7: actually going to pick Alcaraz to win Even though I hope I'm wrong
1: I'm with you I think he's going to get it done I really do I see him hoisting that plate up in the air I see it right now About noon, 1 o'clock on Sunday That plate's going up in the air The young Spaniard's going to get him (laughs) He's going to get him Uh, I can't wait I cannot wait I think it's going to be great Look, uh, I'd like to see Djokovic I'd like to see him win the Grand Slam I really would A natural grand slam. He's done it in reverse order. I'd love to see him do it. He is to golf at the top of his, uh, he is to tennis rather, what Tiger Woods was to golf at the top of his game. He's that good, but eventually they all crumble and they all tumble and I think this one, I'm thinking he's going to crumble, but he's going to get beat. All right, I want to get to NFL. I want to get to Hard Knocks. I want to get to Aaron Rodgers. I want to throw some stuff at you here real quick. Uh, You know, I need, look, the NFL's got, you know, standards. Uh, They've got certain agreements that uh, you're going to help promote the league. You're going to promote Uh, The Jets are eligible to appear in Hard Knocks. We know why they're doing it. Aaron Rodgers is piping up. Head coach, the management there. I love it, and I think in a little way it feels staged because I think you're going to see big time numbers on HBO with Hard Knocks with the Jets. What do you think, real quick? I,
7: I mean, definitely staged. They definitely want to push. You know, I mean, they love pushing any New York or big city teams, and it's Aaron Rodgers. All eyes are going to be on Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's going to first and foremost it's going to look weird seeing him in a different uniform and uh but i definitely think it should be entertaining and he he's actually you know has a a, a pretty decent wide receiving core um now you know he kind of got his devonte adams back and garrett wilson so it should be an interesting season for them and uh i could definitely see some manufactured drama in that show I think
1: it's coming. I really do. All right, let's go around the NFL real quick. Out your way in the NFC West, a lot of questions about the Rams in the quarterbacking position. Look, if Stafford uh, – and then look, they, there was rumors they tried to move him. Uh, he's got $59 million on the books. Um, the injury, we, we don't know. I think he's going to be fine. I, I think they're just floating it out there. I think it was a trial balloon. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, we'll see, though. We shall see they don't have much of a backup they got the young kids Stetson Bennett out of Georgia who like Stafford uh, Stafford of Georgia too uh, alum and then you got Ripien. other than that the Rams would be in the market for a quarterback how do you see that situation and obviously the 49ers quarterbacking situation needs some clarification so give me a two give me two hits on the west coast teams the you know potentially premier teams in that division go ahead
7: uh, I personally think the Rams are going to stink this year. I, I think they basically went for it. They got their got their title, which is totally fine. And then, you know, Ramsey's in, what, Miami now. They they kind of have had to blow up the team. I wouldn't be surprised to see Aaron Donald get traded, and, you know, maybe not this year, but next year. And, uh, and as far as the 49ers go, I don't understand the whole Sam Darnold, like, you know, hype or whatever you want to call it. And as far as I'm concerned, and I'm not a Niners fan, but I do watch them every week being out here, it's Brock Purdy's team if he's healthy. I I think there's no question about that.
1: I I, I agree, and I hope so. I hope he recovers. You know, listen, uh, we watched him play here. I, I love his story. I mean, this is Mr. Irrelevant, putting them on the cusp of the Super Bowl. I mean, you can say what you want. It was remarkable. That was the most frustrating game as a 49er fan or a football fan to watch. I mean, it was, you know, he's out there. He's playing with a broken wing. It looked like a bird trying to fly. Couldn't the backup situation with Josh Johnson was pathetic. It was that game. If you're a Niner fan, that game almost made you nauseous. I mean, how painful was it to watch that game against the Eagles?
7: Oh, I was watching it with uh, an entire house of Niners fans. and
1: That's putrid. Uh,
7: and like I said, I'm not a Niners fan, and it was still extremely painful. It was – I I, I mean, it definitely cost – I think they would have won that game if he was healthy, personally.
1: I know. What is what, – what does the fan base feel – how do they feel about Brock Purdy? Deep down inside, do they feel uncertain, you know? They like the Mr. Relevant story. You know, he comes across as, you know, being, you know, uh, not a Kurt Warner redux, not even close. Kurt Warner's in the Hall of Fame, got Super Bowls. But let me ask you this question. Brock Purdy, is is he on solid footing with the Niner fan base or are they skittish because of the injury or skittish because this, you know, that this story is going to have... not a storybook end you know mr irrelevant rises the rising phoenix he carries them to the promised land he was on the cusp of it and then he got hurt now you got to come back within a storybook story give me an idea the 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 gut feeling the the aura of the niner fan base around brock purdy i know a lot of people who listen to this show are going to be interested to hear what you say and i respect your view on this how do you think they feel about purdy deep down inside honestly
7: I think, as far as I know, you know, and I, most of my friends are Forty Nine er fans. I think they all trust him, believe in him. I think the one that they question is Trey Lance. That's I think that's the one that they have no confidence in. Um, wow. As far as I mean, I'm concerned, the uh, Purdy did nothing, but I kept expecting him to falter at some point, and he never did the whole you know the whole season until he got hurt, which that's you know hurt. not necessarily right. his fault. So I. I I don't see why they wouldn't have confidence in him. As far as I know, most of the Niners fans are around have immense confidence in him. I, I really think Trey Lance is the one that, you know, if you asked, like if you polled Niners fans, I think maybe 9 out of 10 would, would say, yeah, I, I trust in Brock Purdy. You ask them about Trey Lance, I don't think it would be 5 out of 10. I think it might be below that. All
1: right, here's my next one. You're going to think I'm, I'm, I'm just being a shill for you. But I'm telling you right now, your Jacksonville Jaguars are on the cusp of being the breakout team in the entire National Football League this year, along with the Detroit Lions. I love Peterson. uh, Trevor Lawrence, I I, I underestimated him. I thought we were dealing with Fabio. I thought we were dealing with uh, the teenage teenage matinee idol, the quarterback, but he was going to be more sizzle than substance. I like this team, Daniel. I think I do. I think Jacksonville is going to be a live, live big time on the move franchise. So I know I'm playing to your uh your likes and your wants. How do you honestly feel about Jacksonville?
7: I think the offense is ready to put up 40 points a game. I can't wait to see Calvin Ridley play and I can't wait to see how, you know, maybe if they have to double team him uh, would effectively, you know, completely open Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram and Zay Jones underneath. Um, the, I, I think the whole offense is, is ready to explode. I'm a little bit worried about the defense. I would like to see them, and I think they want – I want to say they have about 9 or 10 million left in cap space. I would really, really like to see them add, you know, one of these, like, veteran D linemen, whether it's, you know, like a clowny or – I really would have liked to see them add Frank Clark, but he signed. I, I can't remember where he went, but he signed with somebody. But I think they need another pass rusher and and then kind of let the other young guys on defense uh, improve. Um, defense is the, is the question mark, but I think they can
1: score with just about anybody in the league. Um, ten and eight a year ago. Do you feel like this is a 12-win team? And I'm concerned with the back-to-back games in London. I don't like it. I really don't. They're going to play Atlanta, and they're going to play Buffalo. I, I don't like it. It's a scheduling quirk. They also have a Thursday game uh, at New Orleans. they got a Monday game with Cincinnati. I I do not like the back-to-backers real quick in London. Scheduling yeah, the, quirk. Go the ahead. only you, thing I'll say
7: to that, uh, I don't like it either, and I think they're going to want to come home pretty quickly, but – The only thing I'll say is at least they don't have to play Buffalo in Buffalo. So that's one way to look at it positively.
1: Week two, Kansas City in Jacksonville will be a bellwether. It will be a bellwether game. And and, uh, I'm telling you, I've got them circled. Good job out of you, Daniel. We'll come back. Baseball is back tonight. Is it the Cubs, Red Sox, Dodgers, Mets? Uh, Already the Royals have been rained out. There are – there's not – I mean, the second half of the season gets underway, obviously, Friday through the weekend. Uh, Milwaukee Cincinnati is the five star series. We're coming back here on Sports Byline Broadcast. I'm Marty Terrell. We'll get Don Antanasio next week. She's going to have a special guest, Marshawn Evans Daniels. We look forward to it here on Sports Byline Broadcast. Coming right back on the American Forces Radio Network.
0: 800-754-4531. Pricing information 800-915-9654 800-915-9654 800-915-9654 that's 800-915-9654
2: if you're moving to another state you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number. They'll treat you like a friend.
1: Fernando Tatis Jr., he's got his second half of the season underway. Padres getting it going on the weekend edition here. Tatis going yard. Uh, you know, that's an interesting series, too. You know, uh, I earlier said Pittsburgh, San Diego, and Philly. Uh, both of those teams have underachieved uh, in the first half of the season. So we'll keep an eye on that series over the weekend. Uh, Marlins, Orioles, decent. Giants, Pirates. It'll be interesting. You know, uh, Ogden and Dominic Jimenez, who both produce and contribute to this program, have been throwing wet rags all over the hometown Giants. And I don't understand it. I've been the ambassador for the interlocking SFs. Uh, D-backs and the Blue Jays, keep an eye on that. Dodgers should fatten up in uh, flushing Queens against the Mets. Brewers, Reds, five stars all the way. White Sox will go down to Atlanta, and they will be reminded how bad they are when they get whooped by the Braves this weekend. Uh, Cleveland, Texas, uh, keep an eye on that. Red Sox-Cubs, you know what that is? That's like a reunion series. When you have the Cubs and Red Sox, you know, these were the two teams that, you know, had the curses, two of them with historical ballparks. Wrigley Field, been there for as old as dirt. Fenway Park was built and opened the week the Titanic's uh, sinking. Um Cubs-Red Sox is party weekend. That's rooftops. That's lots of beers. That's uh, going to the Viagra Triangle downtown, downtown Chicago. Go to Gibson's. Uh, go to Carmine's. Uh, see all your college buddies. Meet in Chicago because it's easy to get there, uh, and away we go. That's a party weekend in Chicago with the Cubs and the Red Sox at Rig All right, great job out of uh, Daniel Ogden and the whole crew, Charlie Gibbons as well. We will talk to Diane, uh, Don Antanasio Tuesday, Wednesday, she'll have a special guest on Tuesday. We look forward to it. For the whole crew, I'm Marty Terrell. Enjoy your weekend across the country and around the world. iHeart Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast, and American Forces Radio Network. Adios.